It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's good, Wizards fans? It's your host, the real Ed Oliver and Brandon Scott. Today, we have special guest, Dialante Daniels. And we're going to recap the game from yesterday and talk about rotations and preview the Grizzlies game for Saturday night. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's good, Wishes fans? It's your host, Ed Oliver, and my guy, Brandon Scott. Today, we have special guest, Deontay Daniels. But before we get into today's episode, it's brought to you by Dave. Download Dave today at dave.com slash NBA. You can get up to $500 in five minutes or less. No credit check and no late fees. All right, so the Wizards lost 120-143 last night to open up the season. Uh, Deontay, how you feeling tonight, man? Um, I don't, I don't know anymore about after that performance. Like I was telling you guys before we started it up, usually I'm not used to looking at the prospects in the draft, but until maybe after, you know, all-star game and all that, but I may have to start today because if that's how the Wizards are going to be performing from now on, it's going to be a real long season, fellas, a real long season. Definitely. Yeah. I just want to say congrats on getting engaged before we get started. Thank you. But, um, just recapping the game, what was your initial thoughts? Um, you know, what were three things that you like and three things that you didn't like? If there was anything that, that you did like from last night. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't like anything. You know, yeah, we put up 120 <laughs> points, but I just I was just staring at my screen in complete silence for like 20 minutes because I kept hearing, you know, the PA announcer say the names of the Pacers players every, it felt like, 30 seconds. Because every shot they put up just went in. It was no defense. It was no effort. It was no rebounding. There was no rotations. There was no offensive flow. There was no defensive identity. There was no offensive identity. I don't know what they were out there doing. It looked like if you go to your local LA fitness and the dudes in there playing the gym, playing in the gym and playing the pickup game, that's what it looked like the Wizards were doing. Just out there putting up shots, running back and forth, not playing any defense. That's what it looked like. It looked like a bunch of guys who were just thrown together to play basketball in a basketball game. Um, I mean, I guess if I had to throw a positive in there, uh, congrats to Bilal Kulabali, the rookie, for getting his first NBA points, you know, getting blocks, three of them, I believe. Uh, That's good to see. But other than that, I'm not giving this team no praise after that effort. Right, yeah. Uh, congrats to Bilal for getting the three blocks. Um, the, the roster, it, it definitely is wonky. We're going to get more to that with the rotation. But as far as the game standpoint, they, they started off hot. They actually looked pretty good in that first quarter. Like, yeah. Tyus looked good. He was hitting threes. Yeah. The floater was working. 
uh, Kuzma was getting to the basket. Jordan Poole was, you know, getting transition transition layups. Gallo was hot. He was hitting threes. Um, and then the second quarter comes around, and you know, West sits, you know, Kuz, Poole, and um, even Gafford, who was playing pretty well to start off the first quarter, he puts in the bench. Doesn't really stagger guys, stagger guys' minutes, and then Halliburton goes off. Uh, Matherin goes off. Bruce Bowen. Or uh, it's Bruce Bowen, right? Bruce Bowen. I always get him mixed up with the one from the Spurs back in the day. But Bruce, oh, Bruce Bowen. Brown. Bruce Brown. Uh, Bruce Brown. Yeah, Bruce Brown. He uh, he started getting high. He had a bunch of threes. Jalen yeah. Smith was getting a couple easy dunks. So um, all the things that we talked about that they would struggle with from the big man rotation to just defense in general because Wes Unsell Jr., Supposed to be a defensive-minded coach. We just haven't seen it yet. They don't really have a lot of guys that can defend anyway because Jordan Poole is not known as a defender. Tyus Jones yeah. is, you know, some nights he's just going to be a little too small, especially against guys like Halliburton. And um, Gafford, you know, he gets pushed around a little bit here and there. So a lot of the a lot of the concerns that we had definitely came to light last night. And it, it, it got ugly at one point. At one point. It really, really from the second quarter on, it started to get ugly. And they ended up losing 120 to 143. Go ahead, Brandon. How was you, Brandon? Oh, my bad. <laughs> um, what was it? Three things I like and didn't like. I'm kind of with D, man. I really can't see many things I liked. I mean, the same issues from last year we have this year, man. Rebounding. I mean, defense. I mean, no interior defense, no perimeter defense. We can't even, I mean, no communication, bad rotations. I mean, we're slow to rotate. I mean, they're catching us off guard every time down the court on three point. Same as last year. I mean, this is year three, man. And you know, we were just talking about it, how Western Cell is supposed to be this defensive-minded coach. Well, he must have left the D in Denver, man, because I ain't seen it. I mean, it's, it's abysmal, man. And it's just – I mean, because there was one point you saw Gaff and um and Denny drawn back, you know, to each other about a lack of communication. I mean, somebody's got to take leadership on the defensive end, man, and people got to get set up. I mean, this is – you know, we got to get it together, man, Um, because we were saying, you know, last episode about, you know, yeah, Wes, he got the extra year, but that don't mean you're going to be here next year. I mean, if you don't see any kind of progress from West, there's no guarantee this front office is going to keep him around. I mean, I think the biggest reason they gave him the extra year was to say, hey, man, you got a little more come, you know, a little more rope, man, you know, trying to find what you're trying to do with the person that we give you. But if you stink it up on the, on the coaches, you know, as far as coaching, I don't see a reason to keep it around because the name only goes so far. So, yeah, it's, it's it was ugly, man. I mean, I get it. It's a rebuild. It's year one of a rebuild. You're going to see a lot more games like this, especially, you know, we got – skunked by the Pacers. Wait till we go to Philly. Wait till we go to Milwaukee, Boston, Miami. I mean, Charlotte might whoop us. I mean, just it's, I think the biggest thing to me, and you know, D kind of covered it, man, was effort. You know, it, yeah, you're in a rebuild, but you got to have effort. You got to try. You know, just because you're in a rebuild doesn't mean you just put the white flag up. You know, the fact that seven minutes left in the fourth quarter was the Silver already had the white flag out. What are we doing, man? Like, you know, really, you, you always play to win, regardless if you have the the team to compete or not, you always play to win. That's the whole point. Because if we're just going off of what could have, should have, we should have forfeit every game and just wait for the draft. I mean, you have to put forth effort, man. So, yeah, like you said, I'm glad getting the blocks. I thought, you know, defensively, man, he's trying to look solid. I mean, defensively, you know, he, if this offensive game can polish up, man, then you we definitely found a diamond in the rough. I mean, Denny, you know, just got the bag. So he's got that extra motivation and kind of show what he can do. And, you know, go back to that first quarter. He looked all right. And but just like the rest of the team, it was a totally different player from the second quarter on in. I mean, that first quarter he had a couple drives, you know, he had 
finger rolling. I mean, you know, he looked all right on the offensive end. So a part of me was like, all right, you know, he got that bag. Maybe he's motivated. But they, they got to show some kind of effort. I mean, you don't see any effort. Um, pool, ISO heavy. Um, we know that's his MO. But And, and that's going to be a question for UD. But as far as, you know, Jordan Poole, what his outlook is. But you got to show effort. And then finally, man, at, at in interior D and rebounding, Gafford, man, where you at? I mean, Gafford is just non – I mean, where's he at? <laughs> I mean, rebounding is an abysmal. I mean, every preseason game we got out-rebounded. Gafford is just, you know, clapping his hands, you know, his head's down. You just, look, this is the first year of your extension. I want to see that, man. Look, you, you got your bag. You need to step it up. So Gaff ain't the man long-term. You know, the lack of center depth is going to hurt us because every team knows how to attack us, which is on the perimeter, and then kill us with rebounding. Second chance points are killing us, man. So, yeah, it was it was ugly, man, because if the Pacers can throw 143 on you, are we thinking about 180 points with Philly? I mean, or Boston or Milwaukee. I mean, this is, you know, because the Indiana Pacers are young and they're kind of a play-in team, but you got to, they got to show effort, man. And that's kind of where I'm at. You know, it all starts with leadership and outside of your, you know, your player leaders, like, you know, Jordan Poole, Kyle Kuzma, Western Sale has to be that voice, man, and say, look, if you're not going to put effort out there, you're going to sit on the bench. So somebody's got to take charge of the locker room. So that's where I'm at with it, man. Yeah, I would say, with Wes Unsell Jr., it's been, looking at game one, it's been the same thing that I've been talking about since I've been on Locked On Wizards. It is, it's no identity. I don't know what the identity is, offensively yeah. or defensively. Rotations, which we're going to get into, but rotations rotations are questionable, once again, per usual. And lack of effort. This is the first time we've seen the Wizards either, A, get blown out, B, um, blow a lead, which I'm sure is going to happen in the season as it goes on. <laughs> it's just lapses, mental lapses that happen with this team continuously under Wes Unsell Jr. It's looking like it's going to be the same as in regards to that. The reason I think he took the guys out of the game with seven minutes left is because he wanted the Pacers to be like, okay, let's take our guys out of the game so they don't put 160 points on our head in four quarters. I think he did that to save face and save more embarrassment. But, I mean, as the team as a whole – it, it, they're just going to have to get creative, man. They're, they're going to have to get creative with the rotations. They're going to get cre- have to get creative with playing time, um, maybe play some of the more younger guys more, like Bilal, play a little bit more. I don't care about earning your minutes. He sh- continuously showed us defense. And this obviously is what this team needs is defense. So he obviously is a guy that everybody's going to look at, say even though he's a rookie, He's excelling at an area that the Wizards as a team is lacking in. So they're going to have to get creative. Wes is going to have to put his thinking cap on and get it together because uh, 143 and four quarters, this effort, Mm. not going to cut it in a rebuild. I don't care if it's a rebuild, man. You still are trying to build a new culture. You are still trying to build a new narrative around this franchise under this new management. So efforts like this, nah, it's not going to do it. Yeah, I mean, oh, oh, no, yeah, yeah, hundred ten percent. And then about the wave and the white flag thing with seven minutes left. Teams typically do that when they have a back to back. Like they literally have two days off. They don't play until Saturday. Uh, So I I thought that was terrible them doing that. And Delonte, like you brought up too, like Halliburton was still in the game. Halliburton was still in the game. Want to say Matherin? Like I thought the Pacers were going to take their guys out too, but they kept playing them. They kept running the score. <laughs> so, um, but Brady, you, you can go ahead. You, you had something to say. 
Now, nah, I was just kind of um, piggybacking on what you guys said, man. It's just, it's effort, man. Effort. It goes a long way. I mean, you, just because you're in a rebuild doesn't mean you just quit. I, I just don't understand that. To me, Western Cell, that, I mean, when coach does that, you lose locker rooms because you got guys who are trying to compete. You know, either, you, you know, you got veteran guys on expiring deals who are trying to get that next bag or find a new team or see what <laughs> where they're at in, in their NBA career because Gallo ain't got long. Let's be real. Muscala, what's his fit long-term in the NBA? So they're trying to fight for that next team, the next contract. And as far as young guys, they're trying to compete because they're trying to become part of this organization long-term. I mean, outside of Bilal, this, this front office has no loyalty to anybody who's drafted. So they're trying to fight to survive as far as staying in D.C. or being sent somewhere where they can be part, you know, part of the equation. So, yeah, it's just I, I don't get the effort. And so we'll see, man. It, it's going to be a long year because if we're looking at Pacers games like this, man, it's hard to tell. Can we beat the Pistons? I mean, who can we beat at this point? It's kind of like looking look at our commanders. I mean, who can we who can we beat at this point? You know, so that's where I'm at, man. Yeah. Well, we're going to uh, get to some more stuff. We're going to get to the rotations and the question about uh, Jordan Poole. But before we do get into that, today's episode is brought to you by Dave. At one time or another, we all need a little financial help. That's why Dave is great. Dave can get you cash when you need a hand between paychecks and can help you build credit by setting extra cash advances on time. Dave would have been so useful when I got hit with an expensive parking ticket or an expected veteran bill. And especially for that car service light that has been on for months. Thankfully, Dave is here to help with extra cash. Dave is the banking app that's leveling the financial playing field. When you download Dave, you can get up to $500 in five minutes or less. No credit check, no late fees. It's part of Dave's extra cash account. Advance the money you need with no interest and then settle up later. Download Dave today at dave.com slash locked on MBA. That's dave.com slash locked on MBA. You can get up to $500 in five minutes or less. No credit check, no late fees. Download the Dave app now or go to dave.com slash locked on NBA for terms and conditions. Go to dave.com slash legal. Eligibility criteria and instant transfer fees apply. Banking services provided by Evolve, member FDI. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found... Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Today's episode is also also brought to you by the Jace Case Medical. Uh, make sure you guys check out the Jace Case. Uh, it's very easy to get one as well. Jace Case now offers custom 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 customizability for your Jace Case with dozens of add-ons on medications. Choose the medications that best fits you and your family's unique needs. The Jace Case is super important right now. Very useful as well because it is. Uh, flu season me and my family just got over a cold 
and we're sick, but we use the Jace case and a lot of anti antibiotics in there just to get through uh, these times. It's going to get colder and colder outside. So it's definitely flu season, a lot of sneezing, a lot of people getting sick out here. So the Jace case is super, super important to have. Jace is continually working to expand their medication offerings in those recent efforts. They added Invermectin as an option in the Jace case as well. Uh, buy a gift card for, fam- for your family or a loved one so that they can get a Jace case of their own. Go to jacemedical.com, enter code locked on at checkout for, for a $20 discount on your order. That's promo code locked on at J A S E medical.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Make sure you guys check us out on Sunday night. Thanks for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Every day is on Sunday night. We will be recapping the Grizzlies game. We may re- recap it on, on Saturday night. Saturday night is the home opener, so it should be exciting. I know a lot of people are excited for the first game at home, so make sure you guys check us out on either Saturday or sun- Sunday night recapping the Grizzlies game. All right, Brandon, you can go ahead. Yes, sir. So, ID, um, Kevin Garnett kind of compared our acquisition of Jordan Poole to James Harden going from OKC to Houston as far as being a ISO guy, a ball dominant scorer. Um, looking at Jordan Poole, his fit in DC and just his trajectory as far as his career. As a player, do you see him as purely as a scorer, uh, or do you, or with the you know the with these new assistant coaches, do you think they can kind of coach him up and kind of work on the efficiency, work on the turnovers, and maybe he can be the point guard of the future in D.C.? I think this is a season where I don't see a reason why he shouldn't get a lot because he already has the ball in his hands a lot. Tyus Jones may be the starting point guard, yeah, but a lot of the times Jordan Poole already has the ball in his hands. I think it'll be growing pains. There'll be turnovers. There'll be a lot of games like we've seen against the Knicks and then the very next game, um, I guess the Raptors, where we saw how that game looked, it'll be a roller coaster. It'll be a roller coaster for him, but um, it'll be a, a season of growth because this will be a new challenge for him because things aren't going to look as smooth and be as easy as they may have been over in Golden State playing with those guys, you know, and Stephen Clay, etc. So things will be tougher. Shots will be a little tougher to get off. Shots won't be as clean. They won't come by as easily for him. But I think he'll be a guy that that will definitely get to the free throw line, excel at getting to the free throw line, get into the basket. You know, when that three ball is falling down, that obviously opens up his game tenfold, as we've seen um, against the Knicks in the preseason. But I think for him on the Wizards, he has the opportunity to definitely hit that next level in his personal career from six-man to fringe all-star possibly. You know, yeah. if everything goes right, and if he continues his scoring trajectory, I don't think he'll ever be a plus defender. I don't expect him to be. I'm not asking him to be. You're obviously going to have to mass his defensive efficiencies. Playing Tyus Jones next to him probably isn't the best look for defense in your backcourt. If you have Jordan Poole, you probably want to have a better defending guard there or another guard with some size and length there next to him. 
to help mask his defense, I mean, defensive deficiencies a little bit. But offensively, man, I think sky's the limit uh, for him, even under Wes. So it'll be games where we come on here, you guys will come on here, pool party was in full effect, you know, get your, your, your rubber duckies and all that. You'll got it'll be games like that. It'll be games where you guys say Jordan Poole stunk up the joint. So yeah, I think it'll be a lot of that this season. But all in all, it's gonna be a season of growth for him for sure. No, I agree. I think there's definitely gonna be a season of growth. But I think as far as his trajectory in his career and his place in DC, he's gotta do two things. One, he's got he definitely has to work on the efficiency. You know, he's gotta, you know, he's gotta shoot more high percentage shots, man. Mm-hmm. You know, this Linda Linda Rip man is just you know, maybe it worked this year, but long term, if he wants to be that focal point, you know, whether it's that point guard or two guard, he's got to learn how to be more efficient. You know, definitely, you know, he's got to bring those turnovers down, but he's got to learn to use the talent around him. You know, it was easier said than done. I mean, you know, in Golden State, it was easy because, you know, look who's he's surrounded by. But here, you know, like the last game, there's times where he was in ISO where I was, I was waiting on him to kind of dish the ball off. Like, dude, you're holding, you know, you're running up the clock, man. You know, you got to get that ball out. And if they're stunting you on D, you got to get that ball out, man. Um, so this is where I'm kind of intrigued to see where this third and fourth score, who emerges as the third and fourth options. Because we know Kyle Kuzma and Jordan Poole are going to be the guys. They, those are the scores. But is this finally Denny's year to break out? Is he that third option? You know, Kispert, we know he's a shooter who can cut, you know, but – and obviously on defense, he's going to – you know, we're lucky if he's on average on defense. But who's going to be that third and fourth option? And if we can emerge – two more scoring options to kind of help Jordan pull out. I don't feel there's going to be a lot of pressure on him. He kind of chill out and find his game, but he's trying to, in my opinion, I like Jordan pool, man, but um, he's trying to do too much too soon. Look, try to get rely on those guys around you. You know, Denny's right there. I mean, who's right there. Uh, Ty has proved that he can score a little bit. I mean, you know, that first quarter, he was starting to drain those, jump, those jumpers, man. So, you know, I think there's a lot of options, especially, you know, if looking at the rotations, I think that, Playing with Jordan Poole would be good for Bilal. You know, it's going to give him more opportunities. You know, Corey Kispert. You know, Gallo, look, you know, Gallo obviously walks around like <laughs> any monster, man, but um, he can still score. You know, obviously the ACL, the age, you know, he, he's, he definitely slowed out a lot, man. But as far as scoring, he still is going to score enough to where he's going to be attractive to a contending team at the deadline. So, yeah, I, I agree with you, man. I think it's going to be a learning year for him. But I think as far as him taking that step to be an all-star, He's got to work on efficiency and turnovers, and he's got to learn to use the talent around him and not feel compelled to kind of do it all himself. So um, looking forward, before we get into the preview for the Grizz game, man, Sunday, you're an Eagles fan. Me and E, we're both Commanders fans. Um, let's get a prediction real quick. Uh, who, who you got on Sunday? The first game, you know, you guys, I wouldn't even say call us off guard. You guys always play us tough. Last season, you beat us in Philly, ruined the undefeated streak. Um, you guys got some issues going on right now. Um, it was a tough loss to the Giants. I don't know if Philly's the team to get right on for you guys. It, it may be, you know, adding salt on the wound. Uh, I don't think we're going to see another overtime affair, but I think we'll get Philly scoring about 31. You guys may only score 17. I can't lie to you. I think I think Philly's going to come out more motivated. You guys came out first game, bam, driving down the field. It was easy. It was easy. You guys were really getting anything you wanted. And I think Philly's going to kind of take that to heart. We got uh, Bayard, the safety from Tennessee, coming in. 
Uh, Blankenship's getting healthy, so both of our safeties are going to be back. Uh, I think we're going to take this one. You know, I think we're going to take this one in Washington, and it won't be as close as the first one, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, I think it's going to be around. That's actually my prediction, 31-17. Because that O-line for us, man, is just is trash. It's just it's – just, it's not looking too good, man. It's looking like our perimeter defense for the Wizards, man. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, so I, I know- actually think it's going to be close. I know we'll talk about it probably off air more about the game. But no, I actually think it's going to be close. I really do because it's a divisional game. Yeah. And the, the commanders are weird. They always get up for for these games. You know, when it's a divisional game and playing Philly, like we beat Philly last year when they were undefeated. I think this is Ron's last hurrah. I think that Ron knows the seed is getting hot, hotter and hotter as it should be. And I, I think they're going to play hard. I think it's going to be a close loss. I think they're going to lose by like three because I think they're going to play hard. I think they, they're going to move the ball a little bit. And I think they might actually have a lead at one point. But they're, they're definitely going to lose this game for sure. And it's going to be 90% Eagles fans there, <laughs> unfortunately. I hope the gate – I hope if they do – Try to get an autograph from Jalen Hurts. I don't wish anybody to get hurt. You know, we'll see. Hopefully the gate stays up this time. Hopefully the stand stays and the white falls over. Look, I ain't trying to be nice, man. They try and get Jalen Hurts an autograph. I hope they get hit by doo-doo water, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know how it goes at FedEx. I'm just saying, man. So, FedEx. So, so we're gonna roll into the Grizzlies uh, preview real quick before we do. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. So you probably ask yourself, how what is Prize Picks? Well, Prize Picks is actually the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. We are the easiest and most exciting way to play over and under. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of players, including pros and sharks, you can more or less pick just two to six players, and then it's just you versus your projections available. So Prize Picks is the most fun I've had winning up to 25 times my money this football season and now the basketball season. You just select two more players, pick more or less to project the stats, and place your entry. That's it. Testing my skills on prize picks this football season is the most exciting way to play fantasy sports. So if you have the skills, you can definitely turn $10 into $250. Good God. So go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA and use code LockedOnNBA for the first deposit matchup to $100. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA and use LockedOnNBA for the first deposit matchup to $100. 100. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Dollars. Well, I think you're uh, mute, Ethan. Thank you. Yeah, I do want to get into uh, a little bit about the rotation before we do get into the preview real quick here. Um, so this is paraphrasing, paraphrasing what Kyle Kuzma had to say in his press conference after the game. Um, he did say that him, Tyus, and Jordan Poole need to be staggered. Their minutes need to be staggered more because the game got out of, got out of hand when they all three sat. Um, he also said it's hard for Bilal Kulabale because he went from being a starter all preseason to not being one in the game last night. He said that it threw off his rhythm. So uh, what are your thoughts on that quote from Kyle Kuzma? 
and just about the rotations in general last night. We saw a lot of veterans get minutes, which is what's going to happen. You know, DeLon Ray's going to get a bunch of minutes, Tyus, Gallo, Mascala, all guys who I, who I think most likely will be on the trade block. You know, they're, they're just going to get a lot of minutes right now. We just know how Wes is. But, uh, DeLon, you can go first. Uh, I definitely I, – I agree with him. Kuz is usually correct on his assessments on yeah. teams and the Wizards um, specifically. He's usually correct on it. Uh, they definitely need to stagger. After that first quarter, they were running with an all-bench unit. The juice just drained. It, it was it got bad, and it started getting bad to the point where they couldn't recover. So Jordan Poole or Kyle Kuzma needs to be in there at all times with one of these bench lineups. Uh, the rotations, they need, they need more size out there. They need to – I get it. The personnel isn't the best. We got to work with the cards that they were dealt with. They got to deal with it. So maybe, and I know Wes isn't going to adjust on the fly this fast, but maybe if you don't want to start Bilal yet because he's a rookie or yada, 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 maybe you put DeLon out there. If you want to play him, put him out there next to Jordan Poole. DeLon's a little bit more defensive-minded. Maybe he'll help. I would love if Bilal was out there. One, because he was starting in the preseason, and then you throw him on the bench, and the rhythm, like who said, the rhythm gets messed up with that, with him being a starter and then going to the bench and, I would like to see him in the starting lineup. I wouldn't hate Jordan Poole at the one, Bilal at the two, Denny at the three, Kuz at the four, Gafford at the five. You got to get creative. I wouldn't mind lineups where Denny's at the five or Kuzma's at the five. You got Gallinari, who's, you know, maybe 90 years old. I'm not sure. I haven't looked in a while, but he's a little, he's up there. (laughs) Um, We got him out there trying to run around and rotate, going two miles per hour on the court. Yes, he can score, but... What does it matter if you can put up 120 points if you're going to continuously give up 130 and 140? You're going to lose. So, yeah, you can score, but if you keep giving up buckets, what's the point? What's the point of all these guys who can score if you can't stop anybody and we keep losing? So, you know, and and as far as the showcasing, Gallinari's been in the league. This is his 30th season in the NBA. All the contending teams know what he can do. Everybody knows what Gallinari can do. DeLon Wright's a veteran. Everybody knows what he can do. These guys are Mike Muscala. We know what he can do. These aren't young guys like James Wiseman in Detroit, who's 23, 24 years old or something like Bagley, who we talked about off air, you know, who maybe is still a little bit of an unknown, still growing. These are vets. These are 30-plus-year-old players. These teams know what they got. So, and if the effort's going to be like that, Maybe we need some young legs. Maybe we need some more fresh legs out there who yeah. going to run around and who's hungry, you know, and not looking for the contender team to come get them and save them from the Washington Wizards. So they got to get creative pretty much. Work with what we got. Yeah, but that's that's the problem, man, is that why does Kuz have to say it? Like, Weston Older, he doesn't, he doesn't notice he's a head coach. Like, you don't know how to stagger. Like, you don't play your whole bench t- together man especially when you got two guys in jordan Poole and kyle kuzma who are focal points on offense they clearly can lead a unit if you stagger it right you know i just and he needs a game plan more you know he, he has his lineup and he rolls with that lineup you know different teams you know you got a game plan you know how you game plan against the cleveland cavaliers is different how you game plan against the clippers i mean obviously with a team like the Cavs, with two guys who are pretty much centers you're gonna have to play a taller lineup as opposed to there's some teams where yeah i'm with you you could put Kuzma in a, in a smaller lineup at the five and a scoring lineup because, look, let's be real. Rebounding and defense is going to be an issue all year long. So maybe you need to have a lineup 
with a lot more with Kuz at the five, where we're going to have to try to score with these guys. And some teams we may be able to, some teams it's, it's just going to be a dream. But he, he's got to be more creative, man. He's got to be able to game plan, actually utilize the personnel you have. We have a lot of players on this team that can play multiple positions. So you can game plan. You can miss a match here and there. You know, one game you could put Denny at the three, put him at the four, because really he's more comfortable at the four. So, I mean, you know, maybe one game you start his spread at the two. I mean, you have a lot of options, you know, especially with Bilal, because Bilal, I could see him at the two or the three. So you have options. He's not utilizing the versatility of his personnel. And that's the frustrating part about what Sunset is, other than his lack of defense, is that he's just, he's too, he's stagnant. He, he just, he sticks with his lineup and that's it. And year three, you're, you still don't know how to make adjustments. You still don't know how to stagger your lineup. You still have issues with rotations. I mean, I'm saying year three, man, you, you, you have to see some kind of leap at the head coaching position, man. You still can't be learning on the job at year three. So I, you know, I hope that he takes that step and figures it out, man. But I personally, this is me personally, I don't think he's a coach for his organization, man. I just, I, year three, I've seen enough. You know, first game, seven minutes left, you've thrown in the white towel. I think that he, he – I don't know if he ever had the locker room. I mean, do they respect him? You know, because for your for Kuzma to come out and say this, you know, this would be something that the coach says at the press conference after the game. Like, look, I need to do better this, this, and this. For players to come out and say that, you know, that that's an issue, man. You know, that's an issue. He, he's got to solidify himself as a head coach and stop trying to – I mean, he's too quiet. He's got to solidify. I'm the coach. You know, he's, he's got to set the standards. So, you know, when players start setting the standards in the locker room, that's where you lose locker room as far as head coach might be. Yeah, Kuzma spoke out many times before, even last year when he said that, you know, they just draw plays for Bradley Bill all the time in the clutch. And that's definitely a, a shot at West as well because, you know, in the clutch, that's that's the only play he really drew up was just an isolation play to Bradley Bill. And we kind of knew how that went. It was usually a turnover, a missed shot in the last, in the last few seconds or the last few minutes of the game. But, um, yeah, I mean, for him to put, you know, a lineup of like Muscala and Gallo at there at the same time. That's a recipe for disasters. Two guys that can't move their feet. Uh, Gallo, I mean, everybody's saying that he moves like a 70 year old guy out there. He just, he's just coming off a t- torn ACL injury. He can barely move. And uh, he's not going to guard any big men or guard any, any guys that are bigger than him, any centers. He's not going to stop anybody from the perimeter. It's, it's, it's an automatic bucket when he's out there too. And then Gaffrey, he gets pushed around too. But um, yeah, you just can't throw out an all bench lineup. And then as far as the veterans over some of the young guys like like uh Bilal, honestly, I think Eugene needs to get a little bit more minutes. Eugene yeah. had eight minutes. I think you know he can play. We just don't have a lot of centers, but he he plays with more physicality. He's probably the most physical guy on the roster, as he does look like a football player, he looks like a tight end out there. So I do think just for physicality purposes and rebounding, I think he definitely needs more minutes. Uh Bilal ended up with 23. You know, so Wes, you know, he, he tends to play veterans. Like, he'll play Anthony Gill over Denny. We saw that last year. So, Wes loves doing things like that. Uh, so, when Shemet comes back, he's going to be in the mix for sure. Shemet's going to get about 20, 25 minutes. I'm not going to be surprised mm-hmm. when that happens for sure. Um, and DeLon, you know, he's a, he's, a, he's a legitimate professional. He's one of the best defenders in the league. So, him getting 25 minutes, I'm not surprised with that too. But, you know, they it is a business, and they do have to showcase some guys before the trade deadline. Yes, I know it's not really going to push up their value. They are who they are. Not going to get a first round pick for any of, these, any of these guys. We'll be probably grateful just to get a second for a lot of these guys like Mascala and Gallo. You may may not even get that. You may have to buy out Gallo before the trade deadline. We'll see what happens with that. But yeah, it's a weird lineup. It's a weird roster. It's a wonky roster. You don't have many bigs. You don't have a lot of guys that can really defend. You do have some shooters, but no, nobody's really a two way player on the roster either. Yeah. 
So, yes, it, it, it's a bottom-tier roster, but West doesn't really push and motor the team to be in the best spots to be successful. You know, I think the mm-hmm. first 10 minutes of the game, he has a good script, just like last year. The first quarter, the second quarter, we would come out hot, and next thing you know, we would blow a 15-point lead. So he just doesn't have that sustainable any sustainability to keep a lead or really to keep the game going, the game flow. The offense just gets stagnant after the first quarter. He has a couple of good plays. Then after that, it's just stagnant. Everybody's looking around. So um, as far as the rotations, we'll see. I think the rotation is the only time we'll see a good rotation is really after the trade deadline, after we consolidate and make some trades. Right now, I just know with Wes, it's going to be playing some veterans. And then at the same time, yes, some of the young guys, they have to earn it for sure. Denny, even with him, he looked like he was on some level of a minute restriction. He played 21 minutes. Of course, there was a blowout, so he would have played more. But um, I know some people in the chat talked about, you know, he should have got some more minutes. I was looking at that, too. He didn't get a lot of minutes. And he, he played a good game. He played a fairly fairly good game. Not a great game, but a good game. Didn't shoot any threes. I want to see him shoot the ball a little bit more. And then he put Gafford back in with three fouls. And, of course, Gafford picks up his fourth foul. So I thought that was a questionable move by West too. Um, there was one time where they didn't really have a point guard out there. Blau had an uh, inbound violation. So that was a weird lineup, too. So, uh, yeah, I mean, West. You know, he is who he is. We've seen him. The Clippers lost the 35-point uh, lead that we blew, giving up points in the paint. He set a record for that against the Nuggets. So the blowout against the Nets, where he got blown up by, by KD by himself at home. So we've seen many games where Wes has shown that, you know, he, he's just not the guy. He's just not. I think he. I think he's a good assistant coach. But as far as a head coach, I just think he's not the guy. And I will say a little bit, this year is not going to be all his fault because we just don't have the roster. But you know, as far as a developmental span- standpoint, I do think there's better options. You know, you got guys next to him, like they brought a Brian Keith, they brought a David yeah. Vanderpool. Yeah. So, you know, if he makes mistakes, then, you know, they did give him that extension. But, you know, we'll see how long the leash is for uh, West Sunso Jr. We'll see if, if he does last through. I think I think they're going to let him finish this year, but we'll see what happens next year if they do decide to bring him back. Right now. Yeah. Go ahead, Brian. No, nah, I mean, <laughs> I'm kind of picking back on what you guys said, man. I mean, I just year three, he's still the same coach he was year one and year two. I mean, the rotations stink. I mean, it's just no motivation. I mean, I get it. Not every coach is a rah rah, you know, get them together type of coach, but you got to do something because again, you keep seeing players come out and say what we need to do. No, you you need to be that guy. You're the MC. You know, the coach is the MC. You need to be the guy who says this is the direction of my roster, man. Not the coach is saying, or the player is saying, this. I just he's too stagnant, and he's just he's not enough of an in-your-face coach that I think we need. I, I don't think we need a player's coach who's behind the scenes. We need a guy. Look, look at the history of this league, man. Most of your winningest coaches are guys that get in your face, who, who expe- have high expectations, who set the standard. Your Pat Riley's, your Phil Jackson's. I mean, the list goes on. Guys who expect a high standard. What's the expectations that? Weston Ocell has for his roster. I mean, I, I don't see it because, again, you know, yeah, he started out good, but it's like saying, man, this book has a good intro, but the rest of it's trash. I mean, I try to hear all that when I buy it, man. Like, you know, you've got to be able to, to coach four quarters, man. You know, starting out good and continue to this the lack of adjustments at halftime, that's inexcusable, man. So, yeah, I, I agree with Ed, man, that, you know, a lot of the issues this year is not on Wes, but, look, he's got to evolve as a coach, too. You know, you got to see some of, you know, he's got to step his game up because I, I'm starting to think that he's going to lose that defensive title because the defense, I mean, the defense looked better on the Scott Brooks, man. Like, what do we, you know, it's just, I don't see the defense. So that's where I'm at with it, man. I just, 
we'll see on West, man. I hope he steps it up, but he's got to utilize the personality he has, man. That's my my, my humble opinion. Yeah, I would say Wes. Wes is the perfect coach to have if the Wizards, which is their goal, to rebuild. And if they wanted the top three pick, top five pick, Wes is the perfect coach to have because this is the type of roster where you need to be creative with. You can't just put guys out there and say, go get it. And they talented enough and skilled enough to go get it. This roster is flawed, as we all know. It's flawed. So Wes needs to get creative. Issue is, Wes isn't creative. Wes, Wes isn't creative offensively. He's not creative defensively. Yeah. It's just, I mean, it, it, this isn't the first, like, who's like, before we had Spencer Dinwiddie in the past talk about, you know, I don't really know what I want to do, what they want me to do on offense. They want me to do this. They want me to do this. The offense at times was saying it was a little much. So Wes was saying he was going to simplify it. And there's always been problems. So, I mean, if the goal is to get a top five pick, this is the perfect coach to have for it with this perfect flow of the <laughs> roster because yeah. he ain't going to make nothing shake. You know, he got all the ingredients. You're going to come back an hour later and all the ingredients going to be in the same spot. He ain't making no dishes with it. You know, so, hey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his defensive decision-making is is always questionable. Like last year, like to double a lot, leave shooters wide open. Like to play zone, leave shooters wide open. Why are we letting Buddy Hill hit hit four threes when we know he's a shooter? Why are we letting Bruce uh, Bruce Brown yeah hit six threes, six for eight from the three? That's inexcusable. And then Bilal plays well on Tyrese Halliburton. He gets a block. Why is it Bilal checking Tyrese? Like I said, I know Bilal's not going to shut down Tyrese Halliburton, but you got to switch it up and try something different. You got a guy Bilal who's six six who has long arms, three blocks in the game. You know, switch it up. Try Bilal on Tyrese Halliburton just to disrupt him a little bit. Yeah, I agree. We'll, like I said, we'll see, man. <laughs> we'll see. It's, it's going to be a learning curve for everybody involved. Let me tell you. Right. I mean, as far as well, coaching, he's going to be learning. His fan base is going to be learning. Patience, <laughs> let me tell you, man. Right. Yeah, moving on to the Memphis Grizzlies. We're going to wrap it up on this. I'm just going to pull up the box score from the Grizzlies game last night. They played the New Orleans Pelicans, and they ended up losing that game. Uh, Zion was on a tear, but, of course, they did trade for Marcus Smart. So they still have a good roster. Of course, John Moran is suspended, but they have uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., Desmond Bain, Xavier Tillman. They lost 111 to 104. Um, Xavier, they have – who else is on their roster? Uh, Marcus Smart, Desmond Bain, uh, Xavier Tillman, Zaire Williams are starting for them right now. They have Jake LaRavia off the bench, David Roddy, uh, the big fella off the bench, Luke Kennard off the bench, who is a Wizards killer. Derek Rose comes off of the bench. He's still on, he's on the uh, Grizzlies roster as well. And um, they got Con Char, Kenny Lofton Jr., Gigi Jackson III, the rookie. Uh, Marcus Smart has 17. Desmond Bain had 31, 5 for 10 for the three-point line, so definitely look out for that. Uh, Jaron Jackson had a bad game, but they did allow Zion Williamson to have uh, 23 points and seven boards uh, last night in the loss, 111-104. So um, what are you guys' thoughts on the Grizzlies? What's your uh, keys to victory or just keys to development? We'll you look at it that way. Uh, what's your what's your thoughts on the Grizzlies game for Saturday night? Um, I mean, for me personally, they got to find a way to contain and slow down Desmond Bain. He dropped 31, yeah. uh, put up five, three shot, 50% from the three point line, put up 22 shots as a whole, 
had five assists and five rebounds, two still. He filled up the stat sheet. So he's a guy who, if they're not careful, he can end up dropping 40 on them if they come out with the same defensive effort and energy that they did against the Pacers. Uh, so obviously he's threat number one offensively. It's going to be tough. Jaron Jackson down low, he brings size. He's a deterrent defensively. Um, obviously the basic things is you want him to rebound, not turn the ball over. I'm going to leave it at this. Just play with effort. Wes, be creative in some type of way. Be able to adapt. Don't take 50 hours to call a timeout when you see the game starting to lose, get out of hand a little bit. You just sit with your hand in your pockets, you know, and just let it happen. Because I'm saying this to you because I assume that you don't want to get fired. I assume that you're coaching for your job, you know. But if you don't care, then, oh, okay. Don't, you know, pay me no mind. But I just want to see Wes get a little creative out there with the lineups. I want to see him be able to adjust, man. I want to see adjustments out of Wes on the rotations, with the timeouts. Just adapt to what you're seeing on the court, please. That's all I ask for, man. That's my key. Effort and Wes, adapt, man. That's all. Yeah, I'm going to say this, man. Looking at the roster construction for the Grizzlies, um, Jackson, man, I'm gonna attack Jackson. I'm gonna spread the, I'm gonna spread the floor, because I'm, I'm gonna bring, because look, who's at the four? I'm gonna bring Jackson up, you know. So I'm gonna definitely utilize a lot more pick and rolls, man. I'm gonna pick and roll him, but I think we need to push the pace, you know. Definitely just try to catch them defensively off guard and transition, man. That's what I'm gonna try to do because, you know, if you look at it, they're a defensive minded team. I mean, Marcus Smart, that's his bread and butter's defense, man. Uh, Desmond Bain, more of a three and D guard, man. Um. I mean, even Zion Williams has size on him, man. So this is a team that, you know, can defend. But, you know, looking at Jackson, yeah, as far as interior, he's going to hold down the paint. Let's be real. It's going to be another night where Gaffer's just going to be slapping his hands and lack of rebounds. But if I'm going to game plan, I'm going to bring him out, man. I'm going to bring him to the perimeter. I'm going to let Kuz cook him on the perimeter. You know, because obviously, you know, his defensive presence lessens the closer he gets to that three-point line. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going I'm to expand his offense, and I'm going to pick and roll. I'm going I'm to get creative. Get guys to cut more. You know, I'm definitely going to be more finesse with the Grizzlies if we have a chance to beat them. Yeah, I would definitely just uh, – I would stress physicality because they're still a really physical team, even though they don't have Steven Adams and, and John Morant. Yeah. Um, their whole motto is a great and grind. They, st- they certainly play hard at all times. Now, this team, they don't have a dominant big man, and, and the Pacers really didn't have a dominant big man either. Uh, Xavier Tillman's is a good big. He had 17 and 12 last night. So I, I would just look at how, how Gafford matches up against Xavier Tillman, what happens there. But they got to defend the three point line. They got to defend um, Desmond Bain from the three point line. Marcus Smart, he can hurt you a little bit from the three point line as well. Two for six. Uh, Payton defense, perimeter defense, just defense in general is going to be huge. Getting back on defense, transition defense. The Grizzlies, they like to run as well. Um, and rebounding. We just don't rebound the ball well. So that's going to be huge as well and uh ball movement you know i know coos and jordan Poole they can score but you know how are they getting their buckets you know is it is it dribble dribble isolation or is it in the float off and some of that's on west too just drawing up plays getting these guys involved coming off screens pin downs um different plays like that to get guys open and uh tyus you know keep doing what he's doing there with the floaters and, and knocking down threes if he can keep that up i think we got a chance i think this is a game where it will be within range i don't see a blowout in this game even i wouldn't be surprised if we did but um, I think it, it's certainly going to come down to just the simple things, rebounding, defense, and you cannot do that all bench lineup. You just can't. You got to stagger guys' minutes. 
And um, I do want to see some offensive players call for Bilal. I don't really see them. You know, he's got to be more aggressive to take more shots too, but I don't really see them trying to get him involved offensively too, where they're like calling plays for him to get a bucket or come off a screen or different things like that. So uh, that's what I want to see for Saturday night. Yeah. Win or loss. <laughs> Look, <laughs> man, we'll put him on the spot, man. <laughs> um, yeah, you just win last night, Brandon, so. I know. I know. Everybody remind me of that. Um, uh, let me see, man. I think we bounced back. It's home opener. Okay. Oh, Lord. I'm I'm going to roll my boys, man. Um, I'm going to say 115 to 111. We squeak by. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna say L. I'm gonna say they lose by three. I'm gonna say um, Jordan Poole misses a step back three to tie it, mm. and uh, oh. the time expires. But we um, we look we look a lot better than what we did yet than yesterday. I'll say that. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think I'm gonna go win. I think they they take game one at home. You know, for the home team, for the home fans out there, give them something to come out for. I think it'll be a close game for sure. I think the final score will be 110 to 106. Okay. I like okay. it. Yeah. I, like I can rock with it. I like that. But, uh, Deontay, you got anything to plug before we wrap it up tonight? Um... Well, once again, thank you guys for having me on. Um, for anybody who doesn't know me, D talks a lot. I'm on Twitter, YouTube channel. I cover Wizards. I go live after games um, just to talk like this, like how the boys Ed and Brandon do. So if you guys want to follow me on YouTube, um, at D talks a lot on Twitter as well, or X, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's all. Thank you guys for having me on. Yes, yes sir. sir. So yeah, hopefully we can come on on Monday. We'll see. We'll see what happens with this Commanders game. Hopefully, uh, something crazy <laughs> happens. Hopefully, I'm upset, but we'll see. All right, we just want to thank you guys for listening. Make sure you guys subscribe, hit the notification bell as well. Hells and Wizards, peace. Peace. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.